With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to BassCast Radio, bringing you the best in local and national news in bass fishing, as well as interviews with some of the best anglers from all over the U.S., with your host, Brian Carter, and Hank the Bass Geek, sponsored by Wildware America, Z-Bait Company, Missile Baits, Battleborn Batteries, Conrad Brothers Marine, Taylor Man's Custom Lures, Vertical Lures, and Lynchburg Arms, and Indoor Shooting Range. Guys, we are back with another great episode of Bass Cast Radio. And guess what, man? Bass Geek is back. What's up, brother? Man, just happy to be back. Uh, you know, uh, had a had a little tournament I had to uh, fish in. Uh, won't, won't talk about that one, but I do want to say the uh, latest tournament video just dropped to day so go out to bass geek on youtube make sure you check that out it was an interesting ride yeah i understand that they keep getting more and more interesting and uh maybe at the end of the year you can have like a really cool wrap up you know about the whole entire year and um talk about it i mean you know the ups the downs the struggles of bass geek in 2021 but hey you know what you're out on the water and you're fishing tournaments and that's awesome yeah, you know, I'm having a good time, you know, ear- earning my stripes right now, earning my lumps, and, uh, you know, uh, Mother Nature tried to give us, uh, uh, well, well, Mother Nature did give me a few few lumps on the head in this one, uh, you know, not to give a spoiler alert, you just, you just need to watch it. <laughs> yeah, if you guys listened to the last podcast with Mr. Derek Hudson, um, you know, I talked about that and um, the weather pattern that we are in right here. Um, guys, Bass Geek's not too far away from me, only a few hours. But uh, we're in this crazy, it's almost like a summertime pattern. And, and we're not really there yet, but it's like every weekend it rains. I mean, we've gotten like good rains, crazy rains. So, I mean, it's yeah. it's been an interesting 2021 so far, so... Excited. There's more tournaments left, though. How many more you got left, brother? I've got uh, two more qualifiers and uh, the classic at the end of the year. Okay. Of course, the goal is to make the uh, the Bassmaster um, National Team Championship tournament. Uh, we, we moved up in the points a little bit, but we've still got a lot of work to do. These, these last two qualifiers... Um, going to be very, very important if we've got any chance of making that. All right, so give the give everyone out there listening real quick. Do you have to finish so high in the points to qualify for this event? Is that is this how it goes? 
It is. I, I don't remember exactly how high it is. Uh, seems like somebody said that we you have to finish in the top 35. It may be just the top oh, wow. 10. I'm, I need to double check on, on that. But it, it's uh, it's uh, right now we're, we're top 100. We've not had a great season. But, you know, the two tournaments that are coming up are on two lakes that I have a lot of history on. Right. All right. Well, like you said, man, guys, this tournament season, you know, um, Basscast kicks it back off the first weekend in May. Um, we kicked uh, kicked it into gear first of the year. Had an awesome turnout for stop number one. Um, we have the Elite Seventies showing up in on Smith Mountain Lake this weekend, uh, and um, the Federation will be down at Bugs Island. Plus, there's a lot more other tournaments going on. Uh, all tournament schedules are on that I have. There you go. Let's qualify. Let's let's uh, let's square that up with everybody. Every tournament schedule that I have, I make sure I put it up on thebasscast.com. If you haven't sent it to me, it's not my fault. I mean, the platform is there. I'm there every single day. So we're doing all we can do. We're ready for you. So, yep, only a few. What is it? Two more weeks. Then we got the Big Bass Tour is going to be on Smith Mountain Lake. Got three days of that coming up. Very excited about that. Looking forward to uh, being on the water all three days and covering that awesome event. So get to meet a lot of brand new people. And uh, that's what that whole thing is about. So guys, tonight we got an awesome guest. Mr. John Sokup is going to be on with us tonight. And we're going to be talking about the National Professional Fishing League. We're going to be talking about electronics, express boats, fishing out of that awesome aluminum express boat. So, yeah, it's going to be an awesome, awesome show. What do you think, Best Geek? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great show, as always. When is it not a great show? Especially when we're together talking about bass fishing. That is right. And uh, I, I'm gonna be honest, guys. This is gonna be a bass geek show. We got, we gonna let it, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm new. To, I mean, you know, I don't tournament fish like you guys do, and you know, I'm, I kayak tournament fish, and usually I use my little little, little, little rants that I have, seven incher, on my wilderness. It mainly just, you know, we looking for grass or water temp or depth and that's about it for me i don't really you know i don't really get into it and spend more time fishing it so we're ready to talk about electronics now don't let him be modest guys you know he he fishes you know he fishes some kayak tournaments you know he he's he's very modest but he knows how to use his grass better than he lets on i do believe yeah i i've i've um I'll be honest, I've hit up YouTube pretty daggone hard. I ain't gonna lie to you guys. It's uh YouTube is my friend in twenty twenty one. So twenty twenty really. So but uh guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Then we'll be right back with Mr. John Sokop. All right, guys, we are back. Mr. John Sokup. If you guys have not, if you guys don't know who he is, you are living up underneath a rock. He won the very first National Professional League tournament ever in the history of the league. Let's let's start with that real quick. How does that feel, man? I mean, to be the very first one to take home the $50,000, the first ever trophy, the first everything that you will, you know, go down in history. I mean, really are. Man, it feels great until next year when the next guy wins a hundred grand because they increase the weight, the amount of money. So uh, <laughs> then I'll be like, "Hey, man, what about me?" <laughs> no, it feels it feels awesome. I, I don't know, and I don't have a lot of words for what I know it's going to do for my career, and 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 that has something that's going to go down kind of in the history books is pretty cool. All right, so beside the NPFL, you are fishing some more events as well this year. What's John's schedule look like for 2021? Well, I fished uh, 
I fished the ABA. Uh, top 150 is like a little solo thing. It's set up with no co-anglers. Fit right in the schedule real perfect as little tuner events. Um, I'm actually not fishing. You know, I fished the crappie tour mm-hmm. last year, and uh, I may jackpot a couple events if I get kind of the bug to go out there and it fits in the schedule. But to be honest, that is literally um, – I've kind of put most of my cards just in the NPFL deck this year. Stay focused. That's awesome. So give us a, give us a little uh, background and tell us a little bit because, you know, a, a lot of people may not, you know, know a whole lot about the uh, MPFL right now. Tell us, tell us your first impressions about it. Tell us what it's like working with the new crew, getting everything up and running. Uh, tell us a little bit just about how it works, how you enter, how you qualify, uh, maybe what the even the future holds in it. Well, the NPFL is a lot like your second girlfriend in high school, you know. Uh, your first may have been prettier, but the second one came around at the right moment, and you were available, and so was she. And uh, it ended up being a good relationship. And that's <laughs> that's how I feel about the NPFL. I'm not knocking it at all. There's a lot of trails out there that people think are a lot shinier and more pretty. But mm-hmm. timing, in life, timing in life is everything. And I got the phone call two years ago that I was, well, the opportunity was there. I sent in my resume, and it lines up perfectly with the creation of my company, The Bass Tank. I focused last year 100% on the crappie trail because customer service and the growth of the company, The Bass Tank. And mm-hmm. The Bass Tank is my, my personal vehicle to fish professionally. I've always wanted to, but I've also tried to stay as fiscally responsible as possible. And I really haven't had a good excuse to go all out. And so uh, when I had the opportunity last year to either chase the Opens, which I thought mathematically is nearly impossible, you know, Jason Christie, Scott Martin, those guys obviously top of the world and got it done. Yeah. But you're fishing against the largest, biggest group of guys, lakes that I don't know, where there's no off-limits, where guys can go practice for an entire month and know every... And I just felt like that was not fiscally responsible for myself. So what was responsible is sending in a resume to a professional tour, being accepted, and then I could like literally shelf that stress off my life, focus on the crappie tour, focus on growing my business last year, and then immediately turn into bass gear. Uh, that's it. Just like I said, timing is everything. It just fit perfect for me. And so we, I fished the Wally Marshall Classic, which is like the Bassmaster Classic of crappie fishing last year, Table Rock Lake in October, came home, put the crappie rods up, and have not touched them since. I've been uh, all winter long tuning and tuning and tuning and getting back in bass shape, if you will. And so, <laughs> you know, it's it's been fun because it's, you know, bass, it, the bass is my blood. That's where I, that's my love. That's my passion is bass fishing. That's awesome. All right. Let's uh let's move a little forward here. Me, we uh, I'm a big lover of this boat you fish out of. One day maybe I'll own one. This express boat. What, you could own mine for the right price. I know, I know. <laughs> I've heard that before too. What's it like fishing out of the express boat, brother? I mean, what what? How does like, that express boat help you become or not really become, but be a better angler? There you go. It's like freedom on a skag, man. I can do whatever I want. I can go shallower than everybody else, and I can go out deep with my electronics and play the game that I like to play as well uh, with the help of my drift paddles, which is something that's not been highlighted a lot that I do that no one else is doing out there um, to help me stabilize that back end because, you know, the aluminum boats are lighter, and they blow around a little bit more, so you need a little bit of help um, to do that. But obviously, I can do it at a top level. But, man, I grew up creek fishing. I grew up without a gas motor. We grew up with trolling motors, you know, wading creeks, belly boats, john boats, you know, mini boats. Yeah. That's how I fished and grew up until I didn't have a gas motor until I was 29. You know, like I've never had that opportunity. So I love the backs of the creeks, man. And uh, I had, I used to ride a Skeeter. And believe me, they're nice rides. You can do, I mean, they're amazing boats. And I thought I could get shallow. I'll just put it that way. And I did. Right. But I can get so much shallower, quieter, more efficient in and out with this thing. I, I can take off out of the water and, like, I take off in two foot. I don't know if you're supposed to or not. 
but I get some pad. And two, <laughs> if I see Logan, it says two, I'm gone. Like, you know, and you know, the Skeeter, you know, you're more of like the three and a half range, you know, because the back end drops and the, yes. and the aluminum boat just jumps up straight. So, you know, like I said, it's like freedom on a skag, man. You, you can, I can cut loose and do whatever I want. You're part of an awesome team at fishes with the express boat. You know, we, um, <clears throat> what is that brother bill lowen Bassmaster elite owner on the uh tour the fishes out of the express boat so i mean you're part of a awesome team yeah man i tease those guys i had to show them how it was done you know they, they didn't have a win and uh <laughs> 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 oh my goodness you, know, you started the avalanche yeah, right. I had to go. Somebody had to go kick in the door for him. You know, I had to be the guy that just put the big boot on the door. And, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how cool is that for a smaller boat manufacturer compared to the big dogs. You know, big, big, big guys. Yes. To have three professional tournaments almost in a row. Boom, boom. You know, mine, Bill Lowen, and then Jason Christie. Yep, I was going to say. Uh, yeah. All so you know. And then, of course, you got John Cox winning on aluminum boat. You got, you know, Gustafson. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a unique dynamic, a neat, neat storyline to the year, isn't it? It is an awesome storyline. You know, um, you know, there's another brand out there that you know we don't really talk about too much. That Brother John Cox fishes out of, and uh, he's been doing it for years, and has had great success out of it. I mean, great success. I mean, top. I mean, but you know, it's just to show that. I I'll be honest. I priced one. I think I priced one about maybe had like a one fifty or one seventy five on it, and even with my electronics, I want to figure it's right around thirty five thousand dollars with with electronics. Now I probably didn't get top of the line, but I mean compared to sixty five thousand dollar Rangers and eighty five thousand dollar Rangers and Skeeters and all the rest of them, and you can't beat the price tag if you ask me for what you get. No, man, you can't. The price tag is a lot of where it's at. And, you know, in addition with the Express's relationship with C-Deck, the C-Deck, you know, like I said, I get up and get, when I get in the trees, I'm in the trees. I'm, you know, I've won tournaments where people are like, I didn't even see you. And they're like, well, I saw you. You were like two rows of trees. <laughs> I was two rows of trees back, man. Like, you know, and, and when you're, when you fish like that, you know, you get limbs in your boat, you get, snakes you get you know mud in your boat you know yeah. you have to get out you're hung up you got to get out and push and it is pretty awesome to come home and like i can literally take a hose real quick or i don't have to and it's just it's cleaned off it's not like carpet you gotta uh you know and that's another reason why it gets up so shallow too because if it does rain the weight's a lot less and so yeah. you know those are really cool features yeah, I've got some of that stuff in my kayak, to be honest. That's some good stuff. Because when you, you know, your kayaks get a little warm during the summertime, I can stand up on that thing if I want to, take my shoes off if I want to. And uh, that's the really cool thing about that. The only question I have, and I haven't actually had the opportunity to look at a 2021 series, was the Sea Deck is covered on absolutely almost everything except for where you put your feet. And I was told that was like a spray bed liner or something of that nature. And I was, you know, that was one of my thoughts. I said, well, I need to get to see one of those. I was wondering if they actually maybe changed that in 2021 or, uh, you know. Mm, are you talking about underneath the pedestal? Yeah. The well, the whole, that, the whole, that whole console area right there alone where the angler and a co-angler all sit, that was more of like a spray-in from what I was told before. Like a bed line. Uh, no, man. Mine's, mine's C-Deck. Okay. So they Minus did C-deck. make the change yeah. in 2021. Okay. That is awesome. So that's even that's even a better check for me because you can bust your butt. It, it may have been it may have been a year or so before that that they changed it. Honestly, okay. I, I don't know my history whether it was two nineteen or not, but it may be all the way back to a nineteen. Honestly. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. All right, that's even a more plus for me. All right, guys. So let's keep the ball rolling here. In seven more days, you got another event, my friend. You're gonna be uh, on. Uh, it's like countdown to Christmas, man. Yeah, Patman Lake. <laughs> Patman Lake in seven days. Have you had a chance to head on over there, tr- check it out, and what's your thoughts so far? So I've got a lot of history on Wright Patman. Uh, mm-hmm. My uh, boy got to be the flag kid 
at the Lake Fork Elite Series event last year. You know, oh, with cool. the national anthem, the last day of the event. And so we actually just went to watch takeoff, and uh, and they it got they let him do that. So we stuck around, obviously, for all that. And then we drove by to Wright Patman, and Wright Patman, I guess at that time was like nine foot lower than it is now, or ten foot lower than it is. Oh today. wow! And so we were trying to get back, and we were back literally where the jet boats were getting stuck. And uh, we got the we got the express stuck. I took two hours of my day out um, pushing it out, and uh, then we went crappie fishing for about an hour. And slammed about a dozen two-pound crappie, and uh, we called it good. So uh, I don't have experience on that lake, man, at all. Uh, I know that it's a stumpy mess when the lake's down. Uh, you look at Google Earth, and it's 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 an expanse of, you know, I'm not going to call them canals, but just like right. lots of little backwater areas all over. And I don't have experience there. Um, I am a little a little nervous okay i don't know if it's a healthy nervous or not it's been a long time since i felt any kind of nerves for a tournament and i don't know if it's just because the excitement of the win you know combining the expectations of doing good again i've been telling myself all week like literally talking out loud saying hey go back to just finding 15 fish that's my goal at the beginning of the year catch a limit every day in the tournament and, and that's gonna settle into the angler of the year at the end of the year so that is, I'm going out there, and I'm going to have an inner battle with how much time to practice offshore and how much to get really, really shallow. And uh, man, I'm hoping that my, uh, I'm hoping I'm experienced enough. My gut instinct tells me what to do uh, early enough on that I'm not scrambling the whole time. But um, it could definitely be a scramble fest as far as finding a needle in a haystack for ignorant, for ignorant guy that doesn't know the lake. So when do they uh, when do they actually start? Uh, when when are you planning on starting practice for that? So we practice Sundays, Monday and Tuesday, uh, which is this upcoming Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yep. I'll drive up Saturday and um, probably go crappie fishing on some local lake or something. Just do something where I don't mess my bass gear up too much. I'm going to try to get it organized before then, which I haven't done. And um, then uh, Wednesday is uh, media day where we hang out, do some media things. They've got some events set up. I've got, I don't know what time, I think it's like 3 o'clock or something. I've basically got uh, some high school kids lined up. They've got the, Actually, the MPFL's done it themselves for us to go and mm -hmm. kind of do a meet and greet with some high school kids, which is really cool. That's awesome. They've got all sorts of events. You know, they got all sorts of events lined up. they got some for, you know, they, they really just have a lot going on there. for, And then... And then it's, you know, rock and roll, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, no cut. Everybody fishes all three days. Hmm. So, now being a, being a crappie guy, you know, the, the crappie guys, you guys like your electronics. So how much do you think your electronics are going to play into this event? And tell us about your electronics setup and a little bit. Well, I will answer this. Electronics always play a role. <laughs> Just like when somebody tells you, I went out all day and I never caught a fish, an experienced fisherman will tell you that they just spent 10 hours eliminating water techniques, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So yep. Yep. if my electronics are not showing me what I want to see, then that tells me where the fish are at. And so that may be the role they end up playing. They may play the role of, they give me the confidence that I haven't found anything where I need to find it and I need to dive in, you know, dive in deep. And so uh, we will know more as that goes along, you know what I mean? Um, there's definitely going to be some ability also to discern or dissect with my electronics whether there's a shad spawn going on or not. A lot of guys can uh -huh. only tell a shad spawn by the visibility that they see of the fish actually falling their spinnerbait back or actually flickering or feeding or schooling activity. Well, throughout the years, I've been able to learn how to read a shad spawn that's deeper or underwater. And, um, you know, so there could be some advantage with my ability of electronics there if that's, if that's going on. But, uh, man, I, uh, I have a lot of electronics on my boat. I, I'm highly powered, but I also have some simplicity to my to my Express that I'm really proud of, honestly. 
Uh, I do have two 12s at my console. I've got all Garmin. I've got a Garmin Force trolling motor. Of course, i got a live scope. I've actually got two live scopes on my boat. I've got a backup box and deucer at all times. So if I have any issues, I can just repower the other system. Or if I break a transducer, I can right. reinstall it right then in the water and get <laughs> back at it. Tells you a little inside of how important that tool is to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've got downside and 2D at my trolling motor. And it's all linked to an 8616, which is a 16-inch graph, GPS mass family graph. And I only have one 16-inch at the trolling motor. Um, if you were to look, if I was to send a picture right now, there's no cables at all that run from my trolling motor. And so I'm able to have all that power. i got spot lock, you know, 36-volt trolling motor, two live scopes, downside and um, traditional sonar on a 16-inch screen with mapping, relief shading, everything, and there's literally no cable. So I have a lot going on there, but with the one unit, it's a big unit. I'm 6'4", so it allows me to, you know, I can see it from a distance a lot mm -hmm. better. But also, to my left and to my right, because I've got a wide deck on the Express, I can stand and not be worried about stepping on cables or smashing cables or any of that stuff that's, that, that a lot of people have to deal with. Also, I can have somebody come out with me and stand next to me while I'm fishing, and I can train them on my electronics so we can fish, you know, side by side with a crappie or cane pole or something um, without any any problems. So that's one of my favorite things about the front that is not talked about too much. And then, like I said, at the console, I do have two 12s, 8612s side by side. All three of those units are connected and linked together in a manner that I can share waypoints, um, mapping, um, anything of that nature. They're completely linked. Um, and I run two 12s next to each other. Uh, I, for a long time, I just did one 12. I kicked it up to two 12s this year because there is an advantage to running. When I graph, I graph, and I actually have, I'll run, I'll run two down and two sides at the same time, just in different color schemes. And um, the purpose for is that is that there is literally moments on the same body of water where one color scheme will pick up something and another won't, and vice versa. And so it's basically like a little bit, another lens, if you will, to look at so I can, I don't miss, to not be able to, you know, not miss anything. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, that's, let's, let's talk about this. That, I mean, holy cow. I'm, I'm over, I'm like, like sitting over here, like, holy crap. But, um, so practice starts in a couple of days. What do you do with all that gear? on day number one of practice what does you know you like you said you, you, you no, just you just asked, you just asked me if what do i do with all that junk in my trunk didn't uh, you, you just asked. <laughs> holy cow <laughs> i mean it's like it's like dang it's like you know from a you know me and bass geek are both geeks i mean we really are and it's like i mean i'm, I'm waiting on a brand new camera to get here and i'm so freaking excited i mean you got like five thousand dollars worth of electronics yeah. sitting there it's like uh, you know, it's, 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 it's all uh, got a tool man like i i have lithium pro batteries i have i run full lithium um i so my boat weighs 250 pounds less than anybody else's boat i got two 36 volts that run in parallel to power my troll motor it's overkill it's intentional in case one goes out i got another one um i've got two uh 12 volt um that are that are tied together in parallel and they run my con my electronics and also all my accessories but it's all powered through a powerful charge system that I can, through my phone, dictate and tell while I'm running my big motor, it's reserving energy off of the alternator, and I can choose to tell it what batteries to charge. It doesn't have to just charge wow. the starter battery like everybody else's. So I literally, last event I went to, which was not an NPFL, my right. business partner in the bass tank was with me. He was an engineer. He's the brains of the whole bunch. Um, I just said, Hey man, I'm going to, I'm going to risk it. I went all week and never charged my boat the entire week. Now, to be fair, I did a lot of graphing and I did break, I did blow a lower unit while I was down there too. So I was off the water for one of the days, Good but, gosh. uh, we, uh, we were able to go the whole time through that charge system and through the way that we've got it powered and the cables ran. And then, like I said, I do have the two power pole, uh, blades with drift paddles on both, both blades. So, you know, 
my mapping, I mean, my eyes and my ears, everything that I've got, um, I 100% would feel naked competing at the level I'm competing without without that setup. All right, so day one, practice. What are you going to be doing? So most likely, man, I'm going to uh, burn some gas, man. I'm going to potentially spend four to eight hours um, and not make a cast. I'm going to, I'm going to look at the lake. I, I don't know the lake. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to see what the water color looks like. I want to see what the current flows are at. If there is current, if there's seams of any kind, if there's backwaters, if the water cut, what the water color is here, or there, where the birds are at, or, you know, where the, where the water temperatures are, the activity levels, there's, there's just anybody that's done any kind of flipping. If it becomes a flipping bite, which definitely it could become a flipping swim jig spinnerbait frogging right you know man's man's like power fishing you know close quarter combat bass fishing <laughs> that could be what we're looking at and and i think i think everybody knows at least you can catch them doing that even if you never you know that that's a possibility right um you know three or four hours you could burn that up in in 300 yards easy of, of you know what i mean yeah and that's that's not a way to find a lot of fish that's a way to catch a lot of fish so i'm gonna try to do day one and this is hard it's way easier said than done because you know i'm a fisherman i like to fish i like to cast i like to set the hook like and you know to resist that temptation when you got tournament pressure and and go looking and you know graphing looking with my eyes and graphing and and trying to make some decisions on you know where do i want to spend the next two days of practice to consume some of that time and most likely unless i collide with them day one of the tournament i will probably be building off of what i eliminated day one two and three in practice and um you know potentially fishing brand new water on day one of the tournament if that's what it takes yeah. all right so after you've spent all that time graphing day two do you do something like the same or do you take that information? You know, do you go back to the, wherever you're staying that night, start breaking down all this information that you've put into this computer here and you go looking for different water day two or, you know, what's, what's day two look like? Listen, here's how you guys do this. I don't know if anybody's ever told you guys how to practice. I but when you go in and you just set the hook on everything, right? No. And then you go back, you take all no. your buddies out to dinner, right? You take no. them all out to dinner and you brag about catching 30 pounds. And you and you, then you pull out your phone and you show them like the eight pounder that you caught. And <laughs> you do that three you do that three days in a row. And in practice, they give you this thing. It's called a practice ribbon. It's like a champion ribbon. Oh, my god! And I don't know how many you guys have, but I've got hundreds. I got hundreds of them. They say practice champion right on them. One practice. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> John, you're too much. <laughs> oh, man. I hope, it, I hope that hurts somebody's feelings because I don't know how many times I'm sitting around the dock talking. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hurt. you guys are hurting me. Like, please, quit setting the hook and practice. No, yeah. you know, uh, listen, <laughs> I, I'm going to try to find bites. I'm looking for 15 fish, and that's okay. very serious. I'm yeah. I'm looking for 15 fish. Um, if I catch a couple in practice and they're and they're good or, I can, or they pull down, I know they're good ones, I'm going to put that in the memory bank because if I think I can get bit seven times doing that, um, 
you know, that might be good enough for 15 fish. But if I don't think it's good enough, I'm going to look for, first and foremost, I'm looking for either a pattern or a spot that I can pull into and catch a limit confidently. And knowing the difference between a fish that is repeatable and you just caught it in practice is very much a key to success in, at this level. Knowing all the circumstances of the environment of the fish and saying, okay, those fish will be here three days from now and I can catch them is a lot different than just lucking into a big fish in practice. So right. um, I can't answer any of those questions until I get on the water and the fish start talking to me, man. And, and I, I don't, I'd, I've heard reports that there's big fish in this lake and I've heard reports that it's very stingy. So mm. those both, both of those are true. If those are true, then you know, you might not be fishing for very many bites and, but they may be big fish when they do bite. Right. Um, but I just, I don't know any of those answers until, until I get out there and try. I haven't seen the so, weather report for that. What, uh, what sort of weather are you looking for coming up on, on this tournament? Well, of course, when you say weather, I also think of water conditions. So the water's high, nine and a half foot high and slowly, slowly dropping. Um, I've heard that the spring pool is higher than regular pool, so maybe we're only three or four foot higher than regular spring pool. Um, it's it's a lower flatland lake, so that's going to create some acreage. You know what I mean? It's not steep mm-hmm. bank. In other words, it's going to flood some fields and stuff and some trees. Uh, it looks like pretty strong north winds through practice, 10 to 15. Uh, switching to south at 5 to 10 for tournament time. And Friday, Saturday, increasing chances of, of thunderstorms and rain, which is not the case. Looks looks like, you know, 50s overnight, 60s, maybe up to 70 during the day. So a lot of cloud cover during the week. So there's not, you know, doesn't look like there'll be a whole lot of uh, big warming trends going on of any kind. Mm. I haven't looked at right. the moon cycle at all. I haven't. Oh, yeah. so I don't I, know if I don't. I don't know if we're coming up on a full moon or a new moon or I mean none of that. Is, new. I need to. New yeah. moon. It ain't a fall. I can tell you that already. Yeah. But that's uh that's a force a pretty wild condition with a lake that's full of sun. Uh, Probably pr- plenty of brush if it's up in the trees. That's for sure. Yeah, I think you're gonna, you guys are gonna see pictures of guys just, just you know, lost in trees. And um, yeah, and and like like I said, it's, it it is only nineteen thousand acres when it's normal level, normal pool. Um, I don't know what it gets when it grows, you know, when it comes up, but but it is very. There is a lot of trees and stumps, and so if the water does come down at all, it's it's pretty dangerous. So there's gonna be. You know, when you're practicing for three days, you can't run as much as you want to run here and there. And that's one of the reasons I talked about leaving a whole day to graph and idle and stuff is so I don't do something stupid and run. You know, I'll leave doing something stupid to, you know, maybe tournament day, learning, you know, once I idle in and figure out how to run in somewhere, you know, you know, run in on tournament day or something. Correct. Oh, yeah. So... All right, we'll wrap up the tournament side over here, man. Let's talk about this. Let's talk. I mean, dude, you really are. I mean, this is like, this is some deep stuff. I mean, what, I know you you, you were talking about earlier that you do, um, I guess, some courses and things of that nature, take people out, teach them their electronics. Uh, can you go into a little bit about that? If someone wanted to call John up right now and say, hey, I want to learn about my electronics. I want to go with you out on the day on the lake. What's what's one of those days look like? Well, man, I, I answer a lot of questions with questions. I want to find out exactly what someone knows and what they're wanting to do. And I've honestly found that sometimes, and I've tried a couple of times, I have recently too, training, like a fourth section of training electronics sometimes cannot work with weather conditions and stuff. Yes. So... That that's a little difficult, but but I do like to find out what someone's experience level is, what kind of equipment they have, what they like to target, what kind of lakes they're typically on. So it's I try to narrow that down, um, but 
we've built the majority of the company around, you know, being kind of pioneers of the live scope for shooting sonar, whether it's live scope or, you know, active target with Lawrence. Right. And so majority of our, uh, majority of the sessions, people are wanting to see what that thing is capable of. And so typically go out and, you know, do a little bit of proof of concept. In other words, if we're looking at something and I say it's a fish, a lot of times guys are like, well, how do you know it's a fish? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've caught 10,000. Or if I just catch a fish real quick in front of them, and then I'm like, see, that was a fish, you know. So we'll typically go out, learn a little bit about the fish's behavior, what they're doing that particular day so I can tune in, and then we'll kind of build around. Uh, uh, if somebody comes and they really, really want to learn, We'll do some goofy stuff, you know. We'll do some, I call it, like the wax on, wax off, Mr. Miyagi stuff. We'll break out. <laughs> the first thing we'll do is break out a 12 or 14-foot rod, and we'll start crappie fishing. And everybody's like, I want to catch a bass. I want to catch a bass. Like, believe me, you need, you want to you want to throw at a moving bass that's running 25 miles an hour at 70 foot, and you want to hit it in the head like I can. I started out by hitting crappie in the head at 10 foot away from the boat. Like, you learn close. So orientation and boat control are your two biggest tools. To being able to target, yes, uh, target fish, and so there's some techniques that you can use on crappie because they're like big turkey floating around. And they don't run off very much. And that you know, once you get to understand, oh, well, hey, I can learn what the he- the head of that fish looks like, what's from its tail, and not to come up underneath its belly because prey don't like to be attacked from underneath because that's where mm-hmm. predators come from, and come from its eyes down, and how to mess with some finicky fish. Then you can kind of work out and learn how to cast that bass, but that, uh, you know, sometimes they sit still, but most of the time they're sharking around. And so we'll, we'll talk about, you know, fish behavior and what a different fish looks like and understanding how different fish species school together is very critical because you can very quickly dissect a breed of fish, um, by the way they school together. And, you know, I, I say this all the time. There's a 90% rule where everything I'm teaching is 90% of the time I'm right. And then 10% they make you look stupid. But 90% of the time, this is what these fish look like and they do. And so, obviously, it helps you be a lot more efficient because when you don't know your electronics and you're trying to learn, you're going to spend a lot of time fishing fish that you should never even have messed with because there is so many more fish out there in this world than what we bass oh, fishermen yeah. or any fishermen give give, give credit for. We're, oh, yeah. not, we're not touching 5% of the population. No. We're not. Uh, I'm I'm actually a, a network engineer, so I'm I I love my electronics. I I don't think I could. It would drive me crazy not to have some sort of graph on my boat. I've just been doing it for such a long time, and I know you know just like you said, <clears throat> there's so much that goes into you know being able to use your electronics effectively. You know from and 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 one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is boat control. That that's that's as much that's just as important as the electronics on your boat is. I mean, you, you have to become one with that, that trolling motor pedal and, and how your boat moves and how your, your trolling motor uh, moves uh, when you've got it set on different settings. It's, it's a big deal. I I fish a lot of Highlands reservoirs up in Northeast Tennessee and and we do the whole Demeke rig sort of thing. So that's, uh, you know, I'm not lucky enough yet to, to have me one of the uh you know spot lock style uh trolling motors so i'm still used to sitting her in the in the wind and inching up on them and dropping it at 50 feet <laughs> so do you do you have uh, a four track i don't i don't I, i've got a i've actually yeah. on my boat i've still got an old maxim on there okay so but uh and then one of the questions i get a ton and and you're you're exactly right. You know, it's it, you really have to get. You know, there's there's no substitution for being out there on the water and using your graphs. And so many people, and I get it. And I tell people all the time, especially for the weekend, the weekend warrior like myself. You know, you you're going to save yourself so much time. You know, if you if you fish the same old lake every single day, every single year, all the time. You know, you're not going out to a lot of different lakes. And, and or fishing tournament series on a lot of different lakes, the graphs may not be super important, but even even for those guys that fish those those lakes that have 
you know, that, that they've been catching these fish on in spot A or spot B forever, you know, once you're able to actually get a good, you know, good side image, a good down image graph, you'll, you'll actually see why you're, why they stack up there. And sometimes, and, and what's really, uh, you know, great is you can see where they're moving to and where they're moving from too. So you can keep, stay ahead of the fish as, as you know, everybody wants to do. So it's, it's, it's important to me. And I tell people all the time, it's important for, you know, the, the weekend warrior to have at least a couple of decent graphs because you're going to, once you learn how to use them and you literally just have to do exactly what you're going to do in this tournament, get out there, you know, throw, throw a bait. At, at what you see on the graph to see if you can catch it. You know, sometimes it's just you've got to get out there and ride around and look at that graph for four to eight hours and uh, keep those rods in the rod locker, you know. But once you get confidence in them, I mean, trust me, they're, especially during the summer, heck, now, you know, they're so good now, you know, even shallow water, um uh, I'd rather go down a bank and fish for fish I could see than go down a bank and fish for fish that I'm hoping are there, you know? <laughs> it's 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 really changed the game and I love the fact with the forward facing sonar of how now, you know, we used to guess, well, he's got it by the back hook, he he don't like that color or that retrieve or that bait. We get to actually watch how they react to the bait we're throwing out there. So that's really, really, really neat, really revolutionizing and revolutionizing the way we fish now. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, when you're talking about a weekend guy or a more recreation guy, we, we, we hashtag, you know, catching, not fishing. Because, we, yes, we all <laughs> yeah. love fishing. I'm not knocking fishing, but we all love to catch. The tug's the drug, right? right? It's not. And, and right. so. You know, that's what this allows you to do is it allows you to be more efficient on the water and at least put yourself where your bait's around actual fish, and you know it. Yep. Exactly. I got a cool story for you guys. Go for it. I've told it on a few different, you know, public forums before, but um, one of the coolest early on when I realized, you know, I've had my live scope for three years, so I've, I've literally one of the first ones to ever have it. I fished. I think it was the 2018 Forestwood Cup I fished, and I, I had it like a month before that cup or something. So June or July of that year, somewhere in that in that, in that time frame. And before that, you know, we just had regular pan optics. But uh, when that fall, so the first year that I had it, which I was a lot slower build to learn than a lot of guys now. There's a learning curve that you can jump over because of all the YouTube videos and guys that are breaking, you know. So that fall... Uh, I fished Bass Nation. Uh, I love the Bass Nation. I fished the Okie Bass Nation for over a decade now. And we changed our, our state format is Monday through Friday, the lake is off limits. Yeah. Saturday you pra- is open practice, and Sunday is the tournament day. And we have four of those oh. a year spread out throughout the year. So you, I love it because Monday through Friday, they, no practice at all, and then so you literally have Saturday to go catch it, go figure them out, and then Sunday you fish the tournament. Well, um, one fall on a lake in Oklahoma, typical fall pattern could possibly be running the chatterbait, spin, uh, spinnerbait, whopper plopper top, butt mm-hmm. bait, you know, square bill, running the rock, you know, whether it's riprap or shallow rock or whatever it is. And that's typical, you know, typical fall fishing so saturday i go blowing down these banks and all of a sudden i get in an area and it's like i'm running the top water it's kaboosh kaboosh and i've got my my hooks rolled because i don't want to be practice champion so i got big ones blowing up everywhere on my whopper plopper but i look down at my live scope and i see the bait everywhere it's rolling on each other it's rolling it's rolling it's rolling and there's some birds off in the cove um, but not exactly where I'm fishing at, but, you know, some birds that indicate that the bait is in the, in the area as well, which, you know, typical fishermen should know that, right? So that's Saturday. So I told myself, hey, I'm out of here. I'm going to go find something else. And, you know, I'm going to start right here, you know, tournament day, which is the next day. So, 
Sunday, I roll in there. Now I got a co-angler with me. I dropped the trolling motor Sunday morning, and I did notice. I looked up, no birds, right? Wow. And I pick up, I pick up my broad, and I look down at my graph, and the graph is just black, pitch black, like one of those you want to thump it. Like, are you working? Like, are wow. you awake? Like, wow. <laughs> and all the all the bait are gone, and I couldn't even believe it. I mean, it still shocks me to think back about how much food bait was there that just left overnight. And so I told my client, before I even made a cast, I said, we're going to have to find somewhere else to fish. And he's like, we haven't even made a cast. He kind of laughed. I was like, we're going to give it 10 minutes, man. So we blow down the bank, and I caught a couple, like, shorts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. And, and I said, we're out of here. And we left. And I kept running bank, and I ended up towards the end of the day, two or three hours left in the day, found a bank that all of a sudden I looked at my graph. I never fished it in my life. The bait was rolling everywhere, and guess what? Kaboosh, kaboosh. I ended up fishing second or, finishing second or third in that tournament. I, did, I know I didn't win it because I lost a giant that would, I remember would have won me the tournament, but I got second or third. My point being, without that electronics in the boat, I would have gone down that bank for at least an hour the first place I started. Then I would have probably come back with a square bill. Then I might have gone down with a shaky head. And I would have told myself, you know what? i got to slow down. i got to fish out a little deeper. Oh, man, someone must yeah. have come in there and hammer these fish yesterday. Like I would have wasted yeah. two to four hours on that bank because of what I saw. And because of my electronics, immediately I knew, whoop, you know, red flags, time to get out of here. And so I was able to cover water and find a new spot that I'd never fished in my life and get to second or third because I was able to recognize what I'd saw the day before, which was all that the buffet of food that, that I saw on day one or day, you know, the practice right. day. That's awesome. Well, that's, that's the electronics advantage, man. That is awesome. Yep. I love it because, you know, most guys are like, you know, they try to play down the electronics. They're like, oh, no, no. You know, you don't have to have electronics. You can see. But, it really does make a difference, especially when you put the time in and, and you start. It's like anything with fishing. You have to spend time with it on the water so that you begin to recognize and understand what you're seeing. Great story, brother. Great. Did you guys know that if you buy your electronics from the bass tank, you actually catch more fish? It's a proven oh, fact. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's getting it's getting deep right here at the end of this thing right here, right here. I mean, you can end of the show. You can ask Jason Christie. You can ask me. I mean, Zeke Anderson, my sales rep, just won a national crappie tournament. Another one of our pro staffers did this weekend. Uh, you know, I don't know. It just seems to be a pattern. We're pattern fishermen, so there you go. Buy, buy, buy from the bass tank. All right, so pro certified. We'll catch more bass with all from the. Bass. All right, guys, we gotta get ready. We got we gotta get ready to wrap this thing up right here. Um, I got one final question for you, brother. Bass Tank, how did it all get started? What made you go out and start your own business, brother? Uh, well, starting my own business is in my blood. This is like my fifth active business. I've been an entrepreneur since I was like seventeen. I, I'm a, I've been a sporting contractor my entire life. That's how I pay my bills. And of course, like anybody in the flooring business, I wonder what am I do myself? I need out of this. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck like 20 years on the floor <laughs> laying tile. And, and, uh, no, I, I qualified for the Force Wood Cup in 2000, uh, to fish 2017 to fish 2018. Okay. I was sponsored by, you know, I had a brand new boat. I had, I was sponsored by, you know, Garmin brand new electronics. All that was in place. All that got installed in my boat right before the cup. So I never actually had a time to run it. I ran it in practice, but I never ran it in a, in a game time situation or none of any of that. Right. And what happened was to, the day one of the Force Wood Cup, my boat wouldn't start. Day two of the Force Wood Cup, I was smashing them. I went to call, and my boat floated backwards because I didn't hit spot walk, and it was windy. And when I went to start the boat to idle back to the brush pile I was fishing, uh, which was just across from where Clint Davis was at where he won, um, 
I was there. The uh, boat, the boat when it starts. The old, the old boat gave it the. Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, so I, uh, you know, uh, I jumped the sucker and decided after about two hours, I got it jumped and decided I wanted to make way in instead of pushing it. And I came back and and Scott Palmer was there and we had already actually started the bass tank. The bass tank name was just like a think tank for bass fishing called uh-huh. a shark tank for bass fishing or whatever. And we had a bunch of ideas that we wanted just because we love the fishing world. We're fishing nerds. We love fishing. And we just had some ideas that we wanted to bring to market, have fun, create a network. I mean, honestly, we wanted to make about ten grand a year for each other and pay our entry fees for tournaments. And that was that was it. He's a, he was you know he's a control systems engineer for power plants, and I have my flooring company, and we're stable and you know didn't have need for money, so that wasn't the goal ever. Right. But uh, we had started it, and because patents take so long, we had never got anything off the ground. We had had it for a year and hadn't got anything off the ground. He's with me at the Forest Wood Cup. After I broke down, he's driving me back from Lake Wachita down into Hot Springs, which is, you know, 45-minute drive or so. Yes. And he's frustrated. with. He's like, he's more frustrated than I was. He immediately dove into the boat. I mean, I'm pulling fish out of the live well. He's diving into, like, what the heck happened to your boat? Why won't it start? Why didn't it break down? Long story short, man, from the factory on down through, the industry has accepted buying $80,000 bass boats that don't work. Slap yourself mm-hmm. in the face. We've all done it. It's not right, but it's the truth. We've all accept the fact that brand-new boats are going to have problems, and it's just I wish we wouldn't. You know, that, that's just where I'm at. Well, when it, when it happened, I looked down at Scott, and I said, and so that was my system. My system was rigged wrong, ran wrong, and I'm telling you, from the factory down, I don't have one person that I can point the finger at. It came down the whole way of the line of system that way to me. And, you know, because of some other things that were going on in my life, I had lost my dad during that time. I didn't have the time to focus on it like I needed to. Not complaining. This actually led to the creation of the bass tank, so I'm thankful for this, this whole thing. Scott was frustrated and looking at it, and I said, hey, Scott, I said, do you realize right now I'm one of the 50 most important bass anglers in the world? Not tomorrow, just today, because I'm at the Forest Wood Cup, right? Uh uh I said, if this is happening to me today, then this is happening to everyone everywhere. That's true. I said, we have an opportunity to to do something and to provide something. And I said, this live scope is going to revolutionize fish. It's going to change everything, man. I've got over 1,000 hours. And at that moment, I had over 1,000 hours. And I said, I'm going to, I can train people, teach people. You can make sure it's installed right. And we can do a book from the beginning to end. When a customer comes to us, we can help them, guide them through, so we can be, you know, from the start to finish and then tech support afterwards. That's what we provide. And so we called Garmin and said, hey, man, if we start, if we start an install shop and you never have any of these problems anymore that you're having everywhere in the world, would you let us in? And, and Garmin said yes. And since then, man, it's just it's taken off, and it's 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 been a concept that's resonated. We don't. Our motto from the very beginning is if if we have to cut corners to make a dollar, I'm not going to do it. We're not doing it. We're telling people the truth. We're doing it right. It's going to cost extra money because that's what you want. And so we want to be happy. We want to be – we want to keep the love of fishing inside of what we're doing. And nobody loves spending $80,000 and then buying $15,000 in electronics and your boat doesn't start. That does not make one person happy ever. So that's what we're – that's what we're campaigning. That's what we're battling against. And meanwhile, we're having fun because we're teaching people how to catch tons of fish, man. That's awesome, brother. Guys, John, so go- check him out. NPFL, Mr. David Dudley, Fat Cat Newton. What's that other guy's name, too? I'm trying to think. He runs Express Boat, too, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Luke. Brother Luke. Yeah. Guys. It's going to be another awesome event. Make sure you guys go check in. I watched a lot of it. I really did like it. I I mean, Fat Cat was funny. I mean, I know you couldn't watch it. You're fishing. But, I mean, it was it was different. And that was something cool, something fresh that needed to be brought to bass fishing. I mean, I really had my hopes up on another tour that started a couple years ago. But, you know, that's it is what it is. But... This is pretty awesome. You guys make sure you check it out on their website. Lots of coverage. Um, and uh, John, we hope 
and wish you the best of luck at the next event on the uh, Patman Lake. And uh, good luck to you, brother. Man, thank yeah, you guys. Good luck. Thanks for letting me hang out and, and chat. No, we really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming yeah. on and talking to us. Been awesome. We could spend hours with you, dude, because you got so much freaking knowledge. But you know how you guys know how to get this knowledge. Make sure you guys go check out the Bass Tank. Check out their website. Check him out on Instagram, Facebook, or any other social media that you guys have. What do you have? You got all that Instagram? I know you are on Instagram, but. Yeah, I'm on, personally, John Soakup Fishing Pro. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. The Bass Tank is on Facebook, Instagram. We kind of co-op everything into the Bass Tank on YouTube. Uh, really cool. MPFL shared all day one's coverage, and we, my marketing guy put it into. If you want to see a 20-pound, 12-ounce sack with a couple five-pounders and a six-pounder uh, caught, on day one of the MPFL and you follow Alabama, you go to the Bass Tank on YouTube. I think it's a really cool video full of fish catches. Obviously, no net rolling effect, so I'm, like, heart beating like crazy. And we'll have day two and day three. We'll release that over a little bit as, as soon as we get it edited put out. All right, so, guys, make sure you head on over and check out the YouTube channel as well. And, um, brother, thank you for everything, and uh, good luck. Thank you, guys. Points, cash, gear, sports. With a Dick Scorecard, you earn points on all your purchases and get 3% back in rewards and access to exclusive deals and events. It's simple. Points lead to cash to buy gear so you can play more sports. Get your Dick Scorecard and start earning reward certificates today. Every season starts at Dick's. Man, what an awesome show. Uh, John Sokup, I mean... The dude knows this stuff. I mean, I you know, there's a lot of guys out there. I know there's a lot of people out there that do the classes and but he's on top of things. And he's winning tournaments yeah. and he's catching fish. I mean, it's catch fish, not feelings. I mean, we've seen that channel too. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh fun guy to too. I mean, real fun guy to talk to, great stories, you know, uh Always makes our job easier when you got a guy who, you know, is, uh, you know, is just fun to talk to, cut up with, and tell some jokes to. That's very, very true. And knows what, you know, the knowledge base. Holy cow, you guys heard that. I mean, you know, when these big names in electronics are pretty much giving him the reins, I mean, there's a lot of faith in this man, and... He will put together a package and show you how to catch fish. And he just loves the sport, and that's a cool thing about it. So we really, really appreciate him being on with us tonight. And uh, it's another great episode right here of Bass Cast Radio. Geek, what's up for you the rest of the week, man? Uh... Well, like I said earlier, I was hoping that uh, I was going to get to practice on Douglas. My next tournament is coming up on Douglas Lake in Tennessee. But the Open is going to be there. (laughs) So that kind of nicks that. And then uh, I thought I was going to maybe go to my home lake, uh, South Holston, do a little bit of smallmouth fishing, as we call it, go – shake the green worm a little bit but they're having a big tournament there this weekend uh which i would actually enter if i could get out there and get a day's practice in right but uh you know so i don't know what i'm gonna do i i may uh stay home and uh do a little bit of uh lake study on the live stream of the open since we're going to be there the very next weekend (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's tournament time here as well. I mean, we got at least 70s, like I said. I'm going south. Uh, next weekend is the Big Bass Tour. It's going to be like freaking crazy. We got a, um, a BFL here as well the following weekend. So, I mean, it's going to be a crazy up and coming the rest of this month, to be honest. And then uh, the BassCast.com kicks off again 
stop number three of this year's trail. So we're excited. We're ready to go. And um, thank you. This is it. Yeah. All right, guys. We want to thank all of you guys for checking and listening and tuning in, checking out the brand new website, Outdoor Obsessions Radio. And checking out Bass Cash Radio. Way of Fishing, Backstage Fishing, all that can be found right there. And we found out tonight, guys, we are on Alexa. You can go to your Alexa right now and play the latest episode of Bass Cash Radio. And it'll play it for you. Pretty freaking cool. So we're really excited about that, too. Growing, growing, growing. All the time. Guys, we appreciate you all. Thank you for everything that you guys do out there. And uh, we hope you guys all have a great rest of your week. And we'll be talking to you guys later. You've been listening to BassCast Radio, the best in local and national bass fishing news. To listen to more episodes, check us out on all the podcasting networks. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, thebasscast.com, and BassCast News.